at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is multimedia and education. And I would like uh, to do a recap on last week's episode. We have um, come to the Episode 29, and on last week, we discussed careers in education, and we used the Department of Labor's sponsored site, the ONET Online. And on tonight's topic, we're going to take a deeper look into multimedia learning and multimedia in education. So join in the discussion with us and call us at 917-948-7542. Or put your comments in the chat or use the hashtag on social media, NHEG. Or as always, post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. Remember, my fellow New Heights host, Erica Hansen's show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. On um, Before I forget, next week's episode will be our comic book issue four, and we hope that you join us for that. Um, but when we're thinking about multimedia education and multimedia learning, 
we know that you know the virtual classroom uh, and technology and education has um, impacted um, education in a number of different ways. We have the ed tech boom, which is essentially the integration of technology within education. And it's stated that the reason for the multimedia learning, and there is a, a theory, a cognitive theory of multimedia learning by Mayer. And it's simply that people learn better um, from words and pictures than with words alone. And it's not just enough to, as the research will tell you, it's not just enough to just add the words to the pictures, but you have to actually do some type of integration with that. So it's like three major assumptions that come along with that. One is that, of course, there are two separate channels for learning, auditory and visual. Um, for processing information. And then the second is that those channels have a limited capacity. And the third is that the learning is an active process of the mind filtering the information, selecting the information, organizing it, and then integrating that information into uh, a tangible um, means of processing. And so when we look at why the EdTech boom has been so popular, uh, researchers have, you know, looked more deeply into the way that people learn through words and pictures and how does it better enhance the learning process using, using those channels of dual coding um, auditory and visual learning. And then, you know, processing the amount of information by simply presenting the material in a way that allows the learner to connect it with other aspects that they've already learned. And so when teachers are looking at multimedia education, and especially now in um, the world we're in, Right now, thinking about many students having to finish the last part of their academic year in a virtual environment and looking at enhancing multimedia and teaching um, in the K through 12 area and in the post-secondary area as well, uh, we have become more creative in the ways that we deliver information to our learners and it just helps to guide the learner through pictorial information and it makes it more relevant when the student can actually um, process that information and it reduces the load of you know single processing if you can attach it to a memory of something that they've already experienced and so learning through pictures and words and, you know, different modalities is a way for students to be able to um, be able to process it more, um, more effectively. Um, because, you know, there are three possible outcomes, right, for learning. So we have one, of course, there's no learning that takes place, which means that 
there is the student has poor retention and there was a poor transfer of the actual information or poor performance, which means they can't um, actually demonstrate that they've learned the information. And then you have rote learning, which indicates that they have good retention, they can retain the information, but then they have poor transfer for that information when they actually have to perform it because they're just learning it from memory. And then you have meaningful learning, which speaks to there's good retention and then there's a good transfer performance, which means that the student can actually demonstrate to you that they've learned that information. And there are evidence-based principles that go along with this. And I should also note that my sources for today are Cambridge University, the University of London, and the University of Boston. And making sense of uh, what this means for us today in the world of technology and, you know, some of the big takeaways of why is it that we have chosen to use so many forms of media and trying to integrate that within the classroom and implement it in a way that teachers can enhance the learning process and it can increase the interaction between the students and the teachers and the lecture itself. And so there's a source of information delivery for students learning that, you know, students will be able to utilize these resources over and over again, depending on the type of multimedia that, that the teacher chooses. And so when we look at what is characterized as multimedia, it can be anywhere from you know, the presence of text on pictures, it could be sound, it could be animation, it could be videos. And we know that we've talked about the rise in interest in technology and education and the boom of the ed tech era. And so some of the benefits have been, you know, a deeper understanding of the actual material um, because there's a deeper uh, connection with past experiences and past things that they've learned and then they can integrate that in. And then also it improves their ability to problem solve because a large percentage of the brain is dedicated to um, visual processing. So if, if they're visual learners, um, then they can attach that to some type of memory or some type of learning that they've had in the past. Then that of course is a benefit to um, their learning process. And then it also increases their positive emotions because students, they have a better attitude about the learning process. Uh, and they're usually more proactive because they have, it impacts their mood because they actually can feel like they've actually retained the information and they actually understood it because they're processing it in a way that they better understand it. And then also it gives them access to a variety of information because students have computers, tablets, smartphones, and internet. And 
students it's a more convenient way of actually accessing the information that they need so they feel more confident and even if they don't know the answer that if the teacher allows them to use that technology to do research then they can use reputable sites and they can use reputable research and links that are allowed within the classroom to be able to uh, extract the information and then have an open discussion about the source and where the information came from and how it integrates into the learning process and then also gives them an opportunity to um, explore the world and you know it's no surprise that students explore more about learning especially if it's related to geography or you know, different cities that they may never have been to or mountains or jungles and places that, you know, they might not necessarily ever visit, but they can do that virtually in a virtual world and explore planets and space. And, you know, the possibilities are endless with that. And then also it gives them the opportunity to, you know, look at, you know, rare animals and things like that within the biology areas as well. And so when you look at the massive open uh, online plethora, I would say, of multimedia, uh, and you think about the different softwares that teachers are able to access, you know, that classroom time is used more effectively uh, and students are better prepared because it relates it also ties into when we talked about flipped classrooms and that students, they come to class better prepared because they've actually um, been able to watch the video of the teacher or whatever multimedia there is out there. And maybe they didn't understand a particular part or I know some of us have had those instances where you're in a lecture or you're in a classroom, maybe something distracts you or maybe you didn't quite hear what the teacher said. And then maybe you were attempting to ask the teacher to repeat something. Then the bell rings or something happens or you go to lunch and then you don't get to ask that question again. But in this particular format, if they didn't hear something or something they got distracted by something, they could very simply just rewind the video and hear that lecture again. Or if they didn't quite retain everything in the video, they could also um, play that back and hear that again. And so it enhances that process. And then any areas that they're having difficulties with, they can come to class and just focus in on those particular areas. And so we're talking about multimedia uh, education and multimedia in education tonight. And I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and we're going to take a short pause and we will be back after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. 
This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome back. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Show on Education, the New Heights Educational Group. And tonight's topic is multimedia learning and multimedia in education. Before the break, we just uh, had a recap of why multimedia has um, hit this ed tech boom and why um, it's a growing trend in how students learn uh, on the K through in the K through 12 area and beyond and also um, why teachers may lean towards a multimedia format and in an educational context you know a teacher really the the ultimate goal is for the student to retain the information and to learn the information. And so we want to be, as educators, um, someone who bridges that gap and gives students an opportunity to be able to um, learn in different formats and learn in a way that is going to enhance um, their uh, educational experience and also allow them to be able to process that information in a way that can be useful and that can be um, explored in different aspects of education and and ultimately into their life and integrated into a way that is very useful and meaningful for them. And so there are various ways um, of various options for multimedia um, formats and content in the educational setting. And one of the most common that we know is, of course, slideshow presentations or, or presentations in general. And so if a teacher is doing a lecture, they do that in conjunction with uh, a PowerPoint presentation and they show that slide during the presentation within the classroom. But within the multimedia format, one of the things is that they can also, in addition to presenting that information, they could simply record themselves doing that lecture in the classroom, which is one option. And then the other option is to actually set it up in a way where uh, it's called a talking head video. And so the actual, the teacher is, you know, more close up, Um, All the material is there and they're actually talking um, to the students in a more casual format um, regarding the information. And then there's a Zoom presentation where it actually shows information. Then at certain points, it kind of zooms in 
to um, the course content or course material and kind of zooms back out. And they also have diagrams and infograms, and, and that's simply where they use charts and information to kind of relay the information or give a pictorial of how things interconnect with each other in the classroom. Um, of course, there's podcast, um, which is simply audio, where they can actually talk over um, a presentation and the student can actually hear that over and over again. But again, that's a recorded aspect. And so when you're looking at text and graphics, you're looking at presentations, slides, um, diagrams and infograms. And then there's the audio version, which is just actually audio of of the uh, instructor. And then there's a video um, portion where um, there's one called screen capture, and there's one called lecture capture, and lecture capture is what I spoke about um, earlier, which is when they actually record their lecture, and it's pre-recorded, um, and they have the projection screen and the teacher um, in their natural space, and they also upload that to a classroom content so that later on the students can actually use quick links within whatever um, database or structure that the school is using and go back and rewind that lecture over and over again. And then we talked about the talking head, which is, of course, a video component as well. And then there's the animation portion. And you see these most commonly like on YouTube where you hear, you know, content and they're actually using animation and word and picture and actual voiceover of the person kind of explaining um, whatever content there is. And so it's more interactive and it has animations and music and voiceovers in addition to that. And then there's the glass screen is where maybe sometime on YouTube you see an instructor explaining something and they're actually writing on a board but it's actually a clear glass but there's actually a video presentation of them working through a problem and so uh, the student again can rewind that video over and over again and then there are others that um, are incorporated within that as well like webinars and online meetings which I personally like um, for higher education because it's one of those things, you know, once students, you know, get to a certain aspect, especially if it's something related to, let's say, civics or um, something where there's actually going to be um, an art project or something like that. And they have artists and they have a panel of um artists within a particular area will say for example and then they actually have an open discussion and they feed off of each other and so the students can learn more about you know what that really means for them what it really means for the panelists and sometimes they can also have an interactive portion to that so in addition to you know just watching people on a panel in a webinar interacting with each other or in an online meeting and learning from that process that's one aspect of it but then another aspect is if they have that portion and then they also open it up for students to be able to actually write in questions or put questions in the chat and then it can be more of an interactive process. And so that's also 
one of the growing multimedia formats that are out there. And then there's one that allows um, students to actually collaborate um, using community communication activities. And so it's essentially one of the, the teacher has a presentation, but they also at the end of it have an interactive type of activity that the student has to do um, in addition to um, the actual course material. So it, it puts in practice what they've learned. And then there are blogs uh, where students can actually kind of more of a discussion board voice their opinion on the particular topic um, that they have with the within the classroom and also interact with their classmates uh, and respond to different things and different aspects and they can kind of explore um, the different avenues of of that particular course material and then they have the interactive content content which is um, where uh, students actually create something in an existing publishing format. Uh, all the students have kind of access to it. The teacher actually sees it and at one at once the project is finished or throughout the project has an interactive session within the classroom about different ones um, at various points within the project. And so they actually create the project then they share the project within the classroom in an interactive format through the teacher showing it on a projection screen within the, within or on the smart board within the classroom. And then they reuse that information and they fine tune it and they modify the content and then it's, it's uploaded again so that um, students have a video editor and it's more interactive. And so those are the main multimedia formats right now and it gives and and with that last one the interactive content when the students are creating sharing and then modifying and reusing that content that that particular aspect is um, favorite among teachers because it also actually gives a timer of how long the student actually worked on that particular project and or that particular activity and so you can kind of see it kind of curtails any um, cheating or anything like that because, you know, the students can actually just go through and just click through through the activity. They actually have to spend time on the activity. And so the teacher can see whether or not they've been thoughtful about the activity and taken their time and worked through it or if they just kind of, uh, you know, brush through the activity, not really giving it much um, credence. And so we're talking about multimedia education and multimedia learning. And I hope that, you know, this has been um, useful for you. But I know at the top of the um, at the top of the segment, I kind of went right into multimedia education and multimedia learning because that's our topic for today. But I know that many in our nation uh, are going through so many different things that, you know, multimedia education is probably the last thing that they're thinking about. Um, or it could be something that you're thinking about because you're, you're wondering, 
if this is something that your children will continue to have to do at the start of the next year. And so right now, none of us have those answers and we are all in this together. Um, and I recently did uh, a talk with Terry Hyman on her Empowered Spirit show. And I would like to encourage my listeners to um, listen to that. And it's it's um, an interview that Terry Hyman did with me on unveiling um, Southern taboos and the Southern experience for me. Um, and it's at terryhyman.com, The Empowered Spirit Show. And I talk uh, a little bit about what's going on in our culture today. And it actually took place before this particular incident um, that has happened in our society that has prompted so many protests around the world. But uh, it is an impactful um, interview, and I encourage you to listen to it because it gives my perspective on um, where we are as a nation right now. I know that, you know, education is one of my passions and it is definitely something that I want to be able to bring to you all from from week to week until um, my time with you is ended. But I also want to be able to recap on a lot of the content that we've already gone through. Um, our segment is only a 30 minute segment. And so I want to be able to greater uh, elaborate on a lot of the topics that we've already shared and we've already gone through because sometimes that 30 minutes is just not long enough. And maybe I can also articulate to you more about um, my feelings uh, and perspective on each one of the topics that I've already brought to you. And I'm hoping that um, that format will um, greater enhance your uh, understanding of the K through 12 um, area in education and where you want your children's um, educational career or trajectory to go from here and hopefully aid you in understanding the things that you need to understand to, to give your children uh, a better educational experience and equip them for the world um in which they will go out into once they graduate from high school. And to our 2020 graduates, we say congratulations to you, and we, we wish you well, peace, and love. And I'm your host, Buffy Williams. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group host on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning.
We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.